It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Anthony, can you believe we we do this every day? We go to 7 o'clock, like first long stretches of the year. We get in this winter mode where like we got a ton of basketball, we got a ton of play-by-play, and we our show gets cut short, and then all of a sudden it's time to go to 7 o'clock. It's like, wow, I'm not in shape for a 7 o'clock show. Uh, getting, getting back into it, bro. Yeah, I think... I think the start of the new year has been, you know, we we've been hit hit with a lot of, you know, mixed weeks. Like some, we have, we some have days. I'm in some days. You're in. It's been a chaotic uh, start some, to 2020. We're going to 6:15. Some day, like it's been crazy. You know, what we're doing today. It's you. It's me. We're I here until seven o'clock. Yeah. As I watch Grant and Danny and their producers leave to go home. They're packing up. They're putting their bag on. They're yep. Smiling, they're laughing. That's okay. They've been on since two. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna power through all the way till seven. Say less. That point, bet NGM tonight. We'll take over, uh, and then and then we got the live play by play and the whole deal uh, nightly here on the team nine eighty. We also have your favorite DC sports radio host from one hundred six seven, the fan of the team nine eighty, hitting the stage together for a night of sports debate, laughs, and behind the scenes stories. It's one hundred six seven, the fan versus the team nine eighty live. Friday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. What will the commanders do in free agency? Who will they select with the number two pick? How soon till they're actually, you know, good again? It's all on air. Or sorry, it's definitely not. It's all off air, on stage, and uncensored. See, it would be bad if it was that combination of things on air. We'd get in lots of trouble. Instead, it's off air, on stage, and uncensored. So you got to be there if you want to be a part. It features uh, not only me and Ann and, and our crew here, uh, but Chris Russell, Kevin Sheehan, B. Mitch and Finley, Grant and Danny, and, of course, the Sports Junkies. Get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. It is presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit MStreetBank.com for more information. Big NBA trade today, and. The Indiana Pacers acquired all-star forward Pascal Siakam for or from the Toronto Raptors in exchange for Bruce Brown, Jordan Nuora, and count them, not one, not two, but three first-round picks. That, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, as part of a separate trade, the Pelicans sent Kira Lewis Jr. to the Raptors in a second-round pick to the Pacers. So ultimately, it kind of conglomerates into a three-team trade. The biggest pieces moving are Brown, the Nuggets star, or Nuggets uh, key role player, star in his role uh, last year during the finals, who signed with the Pacers this offseason and has helped them get off to a pretty good start this year uh, in exchange for Siakam with those three first-round picks going back in return. Um, the Raptors this year, disappointing. Uh, they're building around a future centered around Scotty Barnes. They're just 15 and 25. And I think Brown's like a good vet for them to have, but ultimately they're really trading for those three first round picks. Meanwhile, the Pacers, I, I'd say, are a surprising 23 and 17, uh, six seed, which currently gets you in the playoffs, out of the play in. Um, they're seven and three in their last 10. They, of course, made the finals of the in-season tournament powered by Tyrese Halliburton, their young superstar, but they needed to get help. And I think ultimately that's what this trade's about. And the biggest question is like, why the hell would you give up three first round picks for Pascal Siakam, who was on an expiring contract? And immediately when that happened, I was like, there's definitely more to this story. Um, There is no way that the Pacers make this trade if they don't have some level of assurance 
that Siakam is re-signing. And sure enough, Woj reported later, like, Siakam is, quote-unquote, very excited about the prospect of signing in Indiana. And that kind of leads you to go, why would Siakam be super excited to re-sign in Indiana? And I think there's there's multiple things. One, Tyrese Halliburton's a freaking dude. Like, he is a top 10 player waiting to happen if he's not there already based off his performance this season. I think he's been one of the 10 best players in the NBA this season. Um, but he's a top 10 player, bona fide, waiting to happen. He's still super young. He's locked into that uh, contractually there for a long time. But the Pacers also still have enough cap space to give Pascal Siakam all the money he wants, and they have no other way to get a superstar. They're not signing one in free agency. And so if you're a Siakam, you're, like, he's super max eligible, but in order to get the super max, you have to stay with the team that, that uh, drafted you and, and got you eligible for that in the first place. Raptors weren't paying Pascal Siakam super max money, which good job Raptors. If only Tommy Shepard had had that kind of foresight with, I don't know, Bradley Beal, which I know some uh, Wizards fans. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know what Wizards fans think of Bradley Beal anymore. It's a confusing thing, but like statistically, they're not that dissimilar players in terms of production. Siakam's a better defender. Um, Beal was probably a slightly better offensive player, but like still that 22 ish points per game, type of score, Beal a better shooter, um, but Pascal 52% from the field this year, even if he's only 31% from three, different styles of players, but like same caliber. Guy who's capable of making an all-NBA team, capable of making an all-star team, but is not a perennial type of player. Don't pay that dude super max money. And so the Raptors did a good job of being like, we're not doing that, but the Pacers still will have his bird rights, a.k.a. they can re-sign him to more money than anyone else. So, like, I get why Siakam's like, sweet, trade me to Indiana. We have a chance of winning because Halliburton. And, by the way, Siakam's got a ring, so it's not like he needs to go ring chasing. But I think there is, like, a larger impact on the league here because teams like the Warriors were certainly interested in him. And now all the other contenders that hope to trade trade for Siakam, even if it was a rental in, a, in an attempt to extend a title window or solidify their title chances uh he's off the market like the best player that i think was available for trade uh this this trade season if you will is is now done and the price i think was a lot higher than people expected three firsts for pascal siakam is a big freaking price if you're the indiana pacers yeah i just don't think the the pacers are too worried about those um first round draft picks um and to be honest i think it's a win-win for both teams i think the raptors they were in a in an area where they weren't really going too far, so I just think you know the trades that they made already for quickly and um, R.J. Barrett to uh, you know to side with Scotty Barnes. That's their nucleus that they're going to use you know build towards the future. Now with those first round picks, they're going to put a lot of young talent around those three players, and we've sort of seen that with the OKC uh, Thunder. You know, with Shea, they got Shea, and guess what? There's a whole bunch of young talent that he's going out there and making better. So I think for the Raptors. I think they're just getting ahead of the curve and, you know, trying to build for the future. Now, with the Pacers, those three those first three first-round draft picks, they don't really mean that much to them just because if Siakam does resign there and you already have Tyrese Halliburton, who's only 23 years old. I know, it's he's crazy. He's young, man. So you're going to have those two there, two all-star caliber players, you know, to build around. I think um, where they are right now, you know, Somewhere at the top of the uh, the East, you know, Halliburton, he, he's out for a little bit because he uh, 
he has an injury to his hamstring. Right. But once he gets back into the swing of things, if if you already thought, you know, their fast-paced offense was a problem, which you add Siakam to the equation, now you got five guys or, I guess, four guys. Turner, to an extent, can push the ball as well. But uh, I think it just adds to, you know, a high-scoring uh, affair that they already have there in Indiana. I agree. And the other thing that I think is pretty fascinating is, like, they – they need defensive help. Like and he they can are guard. Yep. One through five. terrible defensively. Mm-hmm. They are wizards esque defensively. I mean, they <laughs> I mean, sorry, but like not true. that bad, man. We we we've given up the most one hundred forty point balls all I, I promise you. Oh no, they definitely have, but yeah. like, hold on. They have the Pacers have the best offense in the league. Yeah. They're averaging hundred and twenty five points per game. Um, defensively, they are the third worst defense in the league. The Wizards are giving up 125 a game. The Hawks are giving up 123. The Pacers are giving up 123 as well. Wow. Um, now part of that is they play at the fastest pace in the league. So as the Wizards are right there with them. So like part of that, if I look at points per game, like obviously they're giving up a ton, but like you can't win that way. You can't, you can't win in the playoffs that way. And Siakam gives them... I think a couple of things that are really, really, really important. One, he's a wing that can guard. And, like, if you want to be for real in the playoffs, having one dude who can guard the other team's best dude and make their job a lot harder and kind of bite off the head of the snake as much as you can, limit the head of the snake of an opposing uh, team, I think is really, really important. So that's thing one. Two, he's won a championship. He brings a know-how to a very, very young team that is built around Halliburton at 23 who doesn't have any playoff experience or any real playoff experience, if he has any at all. I don't think he's made the playoffs yet. Um, you know, Benedict Matherin and, like, some of the other young guys. They got the kid they drafted this past year in that trade, that swap with the Wizards, whose name I'm now forgetting. But Jairus Walker? Yes, Jairus Walker. Like, those are the players that are meaningful for them in the future, and obviously Miles Turner has always kind of been floating around. It's like, are they going to trade him? Are they going to build around him? Like, He's a good fit with with Halliburton because of his shooting prowess. Um, and and by the way, that's an important piece because Siakam's not the greatest three-point shooter, so you have a big out there that can shoot the three. You get the spacing. Siakam can be a cutter and a slasher, and the spacing's not all jacked up. Um, but also, like, he can be someone that's a bit of a mentor for Halliburton. Like, he can take on some of the face of the franchise stuff. He can be a guy that has the know-how uh, and the professionalism to say, like, I know what it takes, Tyrese... Let's do this. And so I think he's going to be part mentor, obviously huge contributor as a player. And they also have multiple first-round picks this year, this upcoming year. And I think the that what I read in Woja's story is the picks are two this year and one in 2026. So it's not like they're giving up picks in 2028, 2030, like some of these other teams are about to in the next six weeks. They they gave up. You know, they had extra assets, which allowed them to to pile them into this trade. Um, I I will say, if I'm Bruce Brown, I'm probably pretty ticked off. Sign there for a reason in the offseason, and then you get traded. Uh, but, I don't know, he could get traded again. If I was Denver, I'd try to get him back. That's just me. They could use him. They sure could. Uh, they could They could sure up exactly the Bruce Brown-sized hole that they have currently. Uh, by the way, what a game last night between the Sixers and the Nuggets. Joel Embiid, 40-10 uh, and 10 in that one. Scored ten straight points in the fourth quarter to, to seal it. Um, also, I, I something that came out today. Uh, I saw Chase Hughes post this um, on the Wizards trade from over the weekend. I did not realize that Isaiah Lively, 
who they traded from Detroit uh, for, uh, along with Marvin Bagley, who kind of got the headlines because he's a former top prospect and top uh, top two pick in the draft. Apparently, Lively and Jordan Poole are like best friends. They were together at Michigan. And so in the constant effort to... Come on, Livers? Yeah, uh, Livers. Yeah, yeah sorry. Isaiah yeah, Livers. Not, yeah, Isaiah Livers. My bad. Um, Isaiah Livers, like they were best friends mm-hmm. in Michigan. Yep. And so like in the constant pursuit of reviving Jordan Poole's career... And, you know, after the incredibly tough 18 months that he's had, starting with the punch and going through the the rough season last year in Golden State and a rough start this year, he's been a little bit better as of late. You know, better is a relative term. Getting, like, this is a smart move from Will Dawkins mm. to be like, yo, if we can get his best friend in here and, like, get his spirits back and get Jordan Poole back to feeling like Jordan Poole, maybe he'll start playing like Jordan Poole. Who cares if he's good? Yeah. The season doesn't matter. Like, this is the kind of risk you take in this season. Also, uh, shout out to whoever tweeted me this. Uh, it also means you have a Liverpool nickname. <laughs> That's actually funny. Right, I out. play on words. Good, excellent job. Uh, speaking of good plays on words, certainly going to be some in real things because that's the kind of thing that we do there. Preview tomorrow's show, uh, and, and we wrap the show with real things next. First, a final look at what's trending.